Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a nice little five-gamer on this uh, Friday afternoon. I'm Jake Hari, joined by the Iron Man, the man who is, this is his, what, fifth straight show? Slim Cliffy, Michael Clifford. What's up, man? How, how are you handling all these shows? Uh, you know what? I kind of dig it because it gives me it gives me that outlet to provide my fantasy opinions that I might not have the outlet for otherwise, and they just be jumbling around and, and rattling around in my in my brain. And that's not any use to anybody. We got to get we got to get these hot takes out there. We got to get the Detroit ones. We got to get the Cody CCs. We have to get all of those out of my head. You, I mean, it, it helped out some people last night. Um, so it was a good night for, uh, a lot of the subscribers. I'm seeing someone just join. I can't see under the pinned comment. So let me see if I can click on this. Dan Williams just joined team Osmo. Uh, if you guys want to join Dan and get some access to some cool badges, uh, you can just click the join icon, uh, and sign up for a YouTube premium membership with us. Um, if you don't want to, that's fine. You just won't look as cool when you, uh, chat in, in the, uh, YouTube chat. So that's fine. Up to you guys, if you don't want to, but, um, yeah, it was a really good night. So you mentioned, uh, Detroit one, uh, I, I wouldn't say it was like a phenomenal night for us, but I think good for both of us and then really good for a bunch of subscribers, which was awesome to see. Yeah, that's, and, th- and that's the thing, like Josh and I, and you and Josh have talked about that before. Like we like to have good nights ourselves. Don't get us wrong. We like making money here, but it's, it's all about our subscribers uh, doing well here. That's our job <laughs> sitting here talking to you guys is to help you guys win. So seeing Arbo take down, take down one, we had our very own Kelly Canuck and Dustin Drower Mickey uh, split the 5k uh, top prize Um in the 20 max, just a lot of, a lot of good stuff uh, in the chat last night. So let's hope, let's hope we can do that again here tonight. Yeah. I'm, I would be uh, down for another good night. I didn't have my Detroit ones line up with my Colorado ones. So I was left out of the big money, but I had a pretty good cash in the, uh, what was that? The two, two fit, no, two twenty two last night on DK. So I had a few lineups in there and uh, one had a nice cash, had a chance for a while in the $10 uh, on DK as well. And then I think I needed like some dry side or Nugent Hopkins points and McDavid selfishly took all the goals for himself. Didn't spread it out amongst the forwards. Uh, so he had a nice game, but the rest of the line, uh, the rest of Edmonton's forwards didn't do too hot. Dan says he took down the mini max last night. Felt pretty good. Yeah. That's always a good feeling. What, what is the um, amount of entries that's in the mini max right now? That is like my favorite tournament of all time. The mini max for NHL. You I'm pretty sure. Many? I'm pretty sure it's a 150, isn't it? No, I mean the, um, the amount of entries. Cause like, that's pretty impressive. Oh, oh it's okay. like 10, so, 12, 000, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's um, that's, that's really difficult to take down. Yeah. I, I misspoke. Dan saying 150 uh, with the nice little Osmo badge right there next to his name. That looks pretty cool there in Slack um, or in, uh, in YouTube chat. If you want to join Slack, uh, you can use, uh, well, we don't have a promo code going on right now, but if you do want to join Slack and you're getting in and all this March madness fun, we've got a college basketball package. If you guys would like to sign up for that, um, that's going to give you projections for everything that, uh, every game. So Matt is working really hard to, uh, provide those. We've got live before locks. Uh, we had one today, 11 AM Eastern. We'll run it back tomorrow. We'll run it back Sunday. We'll run it back Monday and, uh, hopefully more after that. So there's free stuff, there's premium stuff. 
$29.99 for the college basketball package. And that gets you through the entire March Madness tournament. You also get access to premium slacks. If you're looking to play college, you can come over to the NHL Slack as well and kind of get in there for free. All right, anything else on last night? Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good slate, and it worked out okay. So it's nice when that works out like that. Yeah, it, it like – I kind of wish Edmonton did a little bit better, but there was a lot of stuff that we picked on that actually kind of hit like even Arizona, right? Um, Schmaltz, Keller, Garland. We mentioned that at the end of the show last night because Anaheim's lines just hadn't been doing anything lately. And unfortunately <laughs> I think they scored two goals in the first five minutes of the game and then did nothing the rest of the way. Or it was like maybe two in the first 10 minutes or something like that. But uh, like, as long as, it's just nice seeing Schmaltz, Keller, and Garland back together, right? Mm-hmm. Because as long as those guys are broken up, I don't really have a lot of interest in Arizona at all. But as long as those guys are together, at least it's a conversation. Um, then you can start talking about matchups and pricing and all that. When they're broken up, like there's just no interest on the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, looking back on it, I think that was a mistake uh, that I made. We didn't know what the Arizona lines were going to be, but I think I probably should have crunched like it was going to be Schmaltz and Keller and Garland back together. Uh, that was a potential opportunity. Um, I don't think it would have taken down anything with those guys. I think they only got those two quick goals right at the beginning, but um, always interested in that line when it's a thing. And it ended up being a thing last night, but it was just the last game. So you couldn't really swap to it. Even if you had Arizona stacks, they're a lot cheaper than uh, that trio. We got a super chat right off the bat from Dustin. He says, thank you guys. Slack chat made me a ton of money last night. Got off of Dallas and more on to Colorado. So they split the four check. Kelly Canuck. That's Nolan Kelly. If any of you guys know him, if you remember him from last year, uh, he is our boss. So he's doing <laughs> some stuff behind the scenes. He's not doing NHL shows, but he's always DMing me about NHL. He binked with Dustin. So that is really awesome to see. You don't like to split, but when it's with the Osmo community, I guess uh, could be a lot worse. Um. He had abs one and Boston two. I think they had the exact same lineup, uh, 10 game slate. That doesn't happen too often, but I thought that was a pretty good pairing. Boston two, pretty low owned Colorado one, uh, very low owned just based on how good they are. And, um, even against a tough Minnesota team, I don't know if you saw the, uh, one, one more thing out last night, there was some beat writer controversy. Uh, Russo was tweeting that Colorado scorekeepers uh, were like counting shots that shouldn't be shots and stuff like that. And like, you know, maybe he was right about the one that he clipped, but they had 55 others that uh, were on goal that should have counted. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw his point and for anybody that didn't see it, it was a shot that if the goalie had let it go, it wouldn't have hit the net, but the goalie reached out and gloved it and they counted it as a shot on goal that gets counted as a shot in a lot of places. Yeah. Like the, the, the shot on goal guy isn't sitting there with seven camera angles and, you know, doing geometry and doing his trigonomics to trigonometry to figure out uh, exactly where the puck would have gone. If it had continued on it, on its straight path, it's just, if it looks close to the net and the goalie saves it, they're going to count it as a shot. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, not quite the Russo meltdown that we've seen from time to time, but uh, I did see some of the Colorado beats were poking some fun at him as the <laughs> game was going on. I mean, they had 30 shots like midway through, what was that, midway through the second or even before that. So, like, I mean, they were just peppering Talbot right off the bat. I swear they had like 
eight shots on one power play right in the beginning of the game, and they, they just never stop. So just a uh, drumming there by the Avs. Uh, Minnesota didn't really have a chance. One pretty cheap goal uh, from Victor Rask, and that was it. But, yeah, that's the Colorado team that is fully healthy. We've got another team that is uh, getting close to full health that hasn't been super dangerous this year. Uh, still missing one of their big defensemen that we'll talk about later, but the Blues uh, getting back an important piece after they just got back Tarasenko a few games ago. So let's get into the early games. We've got one, two, three. That's that lock uh, right at lock seven Eastern. So we'll start with the Rangers and the Caps. We've got a 2.8 implied total for the Rangers, 3.2 for the Caps. Georgiev and Vanacek are your goalies. Uh, Zibanejad repeat performance here after the natural uh, natural hat trick. I wanted to say natural stat trick just because I love that site, but natural hat trick. And I did see that on the, on those three goals, he had a five on five, a shorthanded and a power play goal, which isn't, uh, I mean, it doesn't happen very often at all. So uh, pretty cool uh, story there for a guy that's been struggling. They're getting some ownership Rangers one and then caps one, obviously going to get some attention tonight as well one of the highest zone stacks on the night. Where are you going with this one, Cliffy? Yeah, speaking of scoring, I just wanted to bring up uh, that Mar- the Mario Lemieux stat. Still the only uh, the only player in NHL history to score, even strength, power play, shorthanded, penalty shot, and empty net all in the same game. Wow. Yeah. I so, that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's something that we may never see again in our lifetimes. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Um the one thing I want to mention is Washington changed, like we're expecting normal Washington lines and by normal Washington lines. I mean, Backstrom, uh, Oshie and Ovechkin uh, with Kuznetsov, Sprong and Braun on the second line. That's kind of what they had been running lately. That's what they ran in practice yesterday. But at the end of their game, the third period last game, they ran Kuznetsov uh, with Ovechkin and pushed Backstrom down to the second line. Like I'm not acting on that. I just want people to be aware that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about how Washington has been splitting their power plays. I mean, if they're going to start moving their centers around the lineup a little bit, especially where they're going 11-7 again tonight, right? Um, I think, like, we've been talking a lot about about broken stacks with Washington, doing something like uh, Kuznetsov, Vrana, Ovechkin, Carlson, or Backstrom, uh, Ovechkin, Vrana, Carlson, or something like that. Um, I think those stacks are in play again here tonight, especially where they're going 11-7. Um they have been what they have been doing a lot of is just rotating the centers through. So it just means more ice time for guys like Kuznetsov and guys like Nick Dowd. Like even Nick Dowd, I think, makes a decent one-off here tonight. Um, I you know, normally don't like one-offing super cheap centers. Um, but his last four games, 17 minutes, 17 minutes, 20 minutes, and 17 minutes. Like that's a lot of ice time for a super cheap forward or a super cheap center. Uh, on a short slate so like Nick Dow kind of makes like a one-off sense to me but uh, I'm going heavy on the Washington top line uh, here tonight Backstrom Ovechkin uh, and Oshie like I just don't have too many concerns about the top line matchup uh, against the Rangers I know like Buchnevich definitely makes that line better uh, don't get me wrong but um they just have like Spanish still hasn't been nearly as like six point outbursts aside. That was wonderful. When I look just at the play driving numbers, he still hasn't been at the level he's been last year. And that's a concern. So 
I'm going right back. Uh, I'm going to Washington one, but I am going to make sure that I like Washington's just made my, my favorite spot on the slate here tonight. And I'll be honest about that. Like I have more Washington ownership than I do anywhere else. So while I'm heavy on Washington one, Baxter Moshe Ovechkin, I am doing some of those stacks. Like I talked about, like Kuznetsov, Vrana Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Vrana Ovechkin, uh, five manning, six manning, uh, you know, Josh stacking um, Washington. I'm really going heavy um, in that direction for the caps on the Rangers side. Um, I'm avoiding uh, the top line. I think like I'm worried about ownership. I'm worried about people uh, just driving over to Zabanejad because he had that one good game. Like Washington's been like, they've been one of the best offensive teams in hockey for a few weeks now. Like we, we talked about it earlier this week on an earlier show. Um, but basically since they got their guys back about a month ago, they've been a top five defensive team in hockey. Like this isn't a good matchup uh, for the Rangers and the steam on them is just out of control. Like their implied goal total. I saw open at 2.6 or something like that. And was up to 3.1 almost like overnight. Like that is a huge, huge jump. So um, like I, I am going to use a bit of the Rangers second line because I think, uh, I want to get into like the depth defensive matchups a little bit more than going up against Carlson and Dylan. Like I'd rather go into like Schultz and Orlov or something like that, like the depth uh, of the caps. So uh, I am going to have a little bit of like Strom, Panarin, two mans or something like that. Um, even something like Strom, Bla- I think Strom, Blackwell and Keandre Miller would, would make a nice like small three man um, for expensive spots later. But I really do think this is all about uh, Washington one. I'm um, like one thing I want to note um, about Washington one, especially is Ovechkin. Ovechkin's shot rate had declined earlier in the year. Like it, it was down uh, from prior seasons, but it started to climb over the last three weeks. And he's, you know, he's been at about um, his career level, like basically this last month or so. So while his shot rate is still like somewhat of a concern, it's not as much of a concern for me as earlier. So uh, back in, on Washington one, uh, mixing in power play stacks, Kuznetsov and was strong and all those guys. I'm just basically all about the Washington top six plus John Carlson tonight. Oh, that, that is not what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to tell me a reason why to get off of Washington one. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to attempt to do it myself. And okay. like, you know, for MME, I'm, I'm just going to have, it's a five game slate. Like I'm not going to miss out on the chalk expensive stack. I'm going to have some bullets in here to try to save me or it's half the field or whatever, a third of the field. I'm going to have some Washington one. And probably a lot of that's going to be with Carlson or in a five man with like Verona, or you can go Kusetsov, Verona, Ovechkin, Oshie, Carlson. Like there's a ton of different ways to go with this. So um, it's not like I'm just outright fading the caps, but uh, they just stink at five on five, the uh, the Backstrom line, Backstrom, Ovi and uh, Oshie. And I, I, kind of don't believe it, but it's, it's enough of a sample this season where just generally pretty concerned about them. The Rangers have a good uh, penalty kill as well. Uh, The total isn't massive. Like I feel like in this spot last season, this would be like a 3.6, 3.7 implied total for the caps and 3.2 is pretty modest. Um, So I wouldn't say like I'm a a Rangers believer here either because same on this, on the same uh, for the same reasoning, like Rangers one hasn't been very impressive at five on five either. So I think this is just going to be a game where I'll have pieces of, I, I like the Washington two call. I like the Rangers two call as well. 
uh, specifically Panarin and uh, Ryan Strom. But uh, I, I'm going to come in underweight <clears throat> on Caps 1, kind of going against the projections. You're getting a really cheap Oshie. You're getting a reasonably priced Backstrom. And then, like, everybody loves playing OV. I think you can play him as a one-off. Uh, Clayton asked a question yesterday about playing expensive or uh, chalky one-offs. I think Ovi's fine as a one-off here. He's probably going to get his five-shot bonus, and he's not going to kill you, uh, no matter how bad they are at five-on-five. Five. But um, I'm talking myself a little bit off of Washington 1. Not in love with uh, Rangers 1 on the other side. Uh, I'm sticking to the second lines for the most part here. I think if I'm overweight on anything in this game, it'll be Washington 2, and it'll be uh, Rangers 2. Carlson, 6,600, would that be a guy you would one-off tonight? Uh, I think for me, like on a bigger slate, I think I'd be fine one-offing him. But on a slate where he's just going to be paired with Caps one so often, you kind of have to thread the needle like so perfectly for him to be in a winning lineup without Washington one uh, being on that winning lineup as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the reason why I I don't frequently one-off because like for the power play one defenseman to get there in a game where the power play doesn't, like you said, a lot of things really have to go right. Like um, he's not on the slate, but a Darnell nurse would make a lot more sense as a one-off on a slate than somebody like John Carlson would. It does happen. Like I even think there was one slate earlier this year where they scored three goals and he got in on all three goals, but nobody else had more than a point. Like those slates do happen. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if you go and look um, Ovet, you know, when, when these, when this team scores five or six goals, it's fairly frequently that John Carlson, uh, is, a, is a big part of it. And, you know, their top stars are frequently a big part of it. Like they play all, they play every minute together, right? Like Backstrom, assuming Backstrom and Ovechkin stay together five on five, they're going to play every minute together, five on five, every minute together on the power play, other than PP two minutes and every minute together with the empty net. So like, it, you know, it's really hard for those guys to not have a big night and then John Carlson have a big night when they're all skating together all the time. Going back to Truba at all, 4,700 there, more one-off guy for me. Yeah, that's about where I am. Like, in my in my Rangers two stacks, I'm trying to use Adam Fox where I can, and then where I'm one-offing, it's just Truba. I like it. All right, I'm hoping this one stays pretty quiet. Got to mention before we move on to the next game that uh, we are sponsored by Jock Market. You guys have heard me talk about them for a couple weeks now, but they've turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. They allow you to buy and sell shares of players in real time with real money, guaranteed payouts. You guys know the deal. They've got uh, NBA, NHL, PGA, and you can make real money every hour, every second of every game or match. Um, you can use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players. Then you can buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your own analysis. So you got to do some work during the game. You can download the app to uh, get started and then use our exclusive Osmo promo code to get some free money. Promo code is Osmo 20 for a $20 deposit uh, bonus. And uh, again, that's exclusive to the Osmo community only. So make sure you take advantage today. Uh, if you're looking for a new game to play, Jock Market has got you covered. If you like stocks, it might be a pretty easy transition. Stocks, DFS, they kind of combine everything. All right, let's go to the flames and the maple leafs 2.8 implied total for the flames 3.6 for the maple leafs jacob markstrom and freddie anderson are your goalies um a couple things to talk about just general notes uh galchenyuk with Tavares and nylander min salary alex galchenyuk thornton very cheap to power play one he's skating at least we think with matthews and marner although 
he's been listed there to start games. And then it's been Zach Hyman for like the overwhelming majority of the game. So I don't know. I, I hope Hyman's up there, but what's your read on this with the Leafs lines? You think we see Hyman up there a lot? Like, could you potentially play him for 5,800 with Matthews and Marner and feel good about it? I don't feel, I haven't felt good about anything yet this season. <laughs> so no, I won't feel good about it, but I wouldn't have a problem doing it because you're right. Um, they're, they're really managing Thornton's minutes. Look at like, look at his last five games, 14, 13, 15, 13, 12. Like he hasn't cracked 16 minutes in his last five. So like, they're obviously trying to manage his minutes and you do that by playing other forwards in his place. And Zach Hyman's one of them. Um, the problem with that is Hyman doesn't play on their PP unit, right? Um, like if you could get that added correlation, I would really like that would be something I'd be a lot more interested in. But Hyman's on PP2 and Matthews and Marner are on PP1. So like it's a short enough slate where it can work out. And I wouldn't say somebody's stupid if they did it. It's just something I wouldn't do because I think you want that power play correlation. You don't want to rely on Matthews, Marner and Hyman scoring two goals in five minutes of ice time together. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the way I look at it. Um Alex Galchenyuk is what's really interesting me uh, from this game. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about him, actually, because, um, like, I'm a big Montreal Canadiens fan. So, obviously, um, you know, I was pretty high on this guy when he was coming up. He had a 30-goal season. He had a 20-goal season with him. Like, he looked like he was part of the future. And then things kind of fell apart for him. Uh, He bounced around the league, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Ottawa. Now he's in Toronto. Like, (laughs) this is what is, like, his fifth team in three years. When that happens, that's usually an indication that there's something going on behind the scenes. So maybe there's something with his attitude or something with his work ethic or something like that. Good, like good hockey players, like 30 goal scorers don't bounce around from team to team to team to team without there being a reason for it. Right. So um, he's had a month in Toronto now. He's been with their skills coaches, like pretty much just practicing flat out with their skills coaches in Toronto. Um, he had a brief stint in the AHL with eight points in six games. So, um, like it, it certainly seems like um, they're trying to give him every opportunity to succeed. And I think that's all you can really ask for um, as a player. And as a DFSer, I think that's all we can ask for too. Like Alex Galchenyuk coming in on the fourth line would be of absolutely no interest to us. Alex Galchenyuk coming in on the second line is a great interest to us. Um, the one thing that I think really plays in favor here is that yeah, like Galchenyuk's had a little bit of trouble finishing his last couple of years, but he was a good finisher earlier in his career. And that's kind of the one thing that Tavares and Nylander have been missing from that line is somebody that can really finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Galchenyuk might it like it, assuming all the reports are right. And he's actually like up to speed and, you know, he's done well with the skills coaches, like assuming all that is right. Like I can see him working well with Thornton and Nylander in somewhat of a sheltered role. Like you won't see them going out um, against the Kachuk and Lindholm line tonight, for example, right? They, they like, they aren't going to feed Galchenyuk to the Wolves in his first game back. So I think, you know, with that Toronto second line getting softer matchups, especially if they go up against that Godro Monaghan line, like that's, I think that's just a really, really good matchup for Toronto too here tonight. And the final thing I want to say about that is that Galchenyuk, like, He's he's that 2,500 guy, and we'll talk about the other one later, Jaden Schwartz for St. Louis. Like, I think Galchenyuk is the pivot away from Jaden Schwartz. Like, I think you're going to see a lot more ownership on St. Louis, too, than you will on Toronto, too, uh, because Tarasenko's back and he's still relatively cheap. Like, that line 
we're going to get to St. Louis later, but the St. Louis line is cheaper. And I think um, Galchenyuk just makes a really nice, you know, not, not even just a pivot, like just <laughs> put a, some Toronto two lineups in, cause that's exactly what I'm doing. So uh, I'm in on Toronto two here tonight. One, because it's a good price with Galchenyuk there too. I am a believer in Galchenyuk. Whether he puts it together is on him, but I'm a believer in his talent. I'm a believer in this opportunity, and I think that's basically all you can ask for from one night of DFS. Just give me a talented guy with the opportunity uh, to succeed, and I'm going to take my chances on him. So I'm going to do. I'm going to be in on Toronto too. The one thing I'm interested in is how Austin Matthews is going to respond, right? Because Toronto's had, I think, five days off now. Um, he obviously had that wrist injury um, that had been bothering his shot rate um, had come down a bit. Um, I, like I'm going to use Matthews as a one-off in one or two lineups tonight here, I think, but I don't think I'm going to get in up to the field on him. Like I, I, this is definitely a situation where I want to see how he responds before I slam in like 40% Matthews or something like that. I like if it's one game where he goes out and has a couple goals tonight, like I won't sweat it. It's not a big deal. If I don't have Austin Matthews tonight and he goes up off for 25 DK points, it is what it is. There's, eight weeks left in the season i just kind of want to see how he does here tonight on the calgary side i'm out altogether i think it's just a terrible matchup uh for the lindholm kachuk line going up against matthews and marner and thornton like it's just an absolutely brutal matchup um the matthews marner and thornton line like just to kind of crystallize it 1.47 expected goals against per 60 minutes this year that's just sickeningly good uh defensively so out on kachuk and lindholm i'm out on godro uh, and Monaghan as well, for the reasons I just told you about Tavares and Nylander. If anything, um, I would be in on Calgary 3. But again, I think Toronto 3 presents a tough matchup. Like, I think those are two good third lines that would kind of just cancel each other out. So uh, I wouldn't have a- any argument against either the third lines as a filler line. But for me, I'm mostly focusing on Toronto 2 here tonight. I'm I'm all over the Toronto side as well. I'm having trouble figuring out things I like about Calgary here. You mentioned the back on line. That would be the, the line I think I'm over the field on. And it's not like Calgary is getting much ownership, but uh, even, even at low ownership, like the Matthews line has been so good defensively. Toronto has just been good defensively straight up. So um yeah, I mean, are you are you reading the Galchenyuk comment about you being minus three thousand? I was hoping you saw that one. Um yeah, so uh Mr. Goodman says uh Cliffy doing a monologue on Galchenyuk today was minus three thousand to happen. Yeah, so, it was a, it was a lock. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, uh put the college fund on that one, I guess. And uh well, I don't even know what your ROI is. Pretty low, but it's positive. So uh, didn't get some action on that one, but next time I'll, uh, have the picks from Saul. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Toronto one, like I'm going to leave Thornton off a lot because I always do. Uh, and I wanted to get your thoughts on Zach Hyman, potentially playing him with Matthews and Marner. If he was a little bit cheaper or he was on power play one, I think I'd probably be more likely to do it. I think I would be more likely to do it in like a hand-built lineup because I think, uh, Toronto three is playable, certainly on a five game slate. Um, and a lot of that is basically has just been where Hyman has gone. The line has generating, uh, been generating offense. So I wish he was on with Matthews and Marner and he's going to play some with them, uh, judging by what they've done the last few games. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of at the same spot with Matthews too, in terms of the injury, like he's playing 22 minutes a night, these last few games. And, yeah, the, the goals haven't been there the last couple of games, but he had a 25 and a 29 point 
uh, DK performance. Like he scored multiple goals since he's had this wrist injury. So I, I can't believe an organization would be this risky knowing that this could be a year where they contend for the cup very easily. Um, so I'm just treating him like he's pretty much full strength. Uh, he's going to be popular, but I'm, I'm getting to about 15, 20% of Toronto one tonight right now. Uh, and I think it's going to be even more once I take down my Washington one exposure a little bit. And then Toronto two, I'd like to get over the field on them. I'm in double digits. Uh, I feel pretty good about that with Galchenyuk. I'm not going out of my way to leave him off for 2,500 here. Uh, so I'm with you there on this Toronto side. On the Flames, uh, blue line, Geo is a guy that I'll play some of. Um, and then I think I'm out on Hannafin. I know he's cheap and he's playing power play one, but he's just going to be like, he's going to be the anchor with uh, any Calgary stack tonight. I think it's just going to be an automatic put in the $2,800 defenseman. It's not like he's got great peripherals. He's fine but I'll find a, a pivot elsewhere if he's going to have any ownership at all. And I, I think he, he'll just be a popular one-off too, right? Yeah, like well, even, yeah, people don't make rules. Even just outside of Calgary Stacks, yeah. For sure. Yeah, he's easy to just pop in there for that price. Um, anything else on the blue line for the Leafs? Riley, Muzzin, Justin Hole? I mean, Muzzin's always the guy I go to. Uh, like, I just... Because, like, like I said, I'm just trying to trust my numbers. And, like, Muzzin always, always, always just comes up because he's just – he can perform across the board. Um, he can block shots. He can score goals. Even though he's not on the power play, he just still keeps consistently putting up DK points. So I'm still going to be putting in Jake Muzzin, um, especially in my Toronto 2 lineups where I don't need the Morgan O'Reilly exposure. Morgan, I call it Morgan O'Reilly. I'm still in St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, baby. <laughs> Um, so especially, yeah, especially in my Toronto two lineups where I don't necessarily need to go all the way down to Justin Hall or something like that. I'm fine using Muzzin. We'll get to an actual O'Reilly in a couple games here. So I know you're excited to talk about the blues. Uh, actually not, not really excited. You might be more excited about the other side of that game. We'll get there in a minute. We've got Vancouver and Montreal 2.6 implied total for the Canucks 3.4 for the Canadians. Thatcher Demko and Jake Allen getting the start. Is this uh, – are they giving the uh, starting gig to Allen here or is this a back-to-back situation? I haven't um, No, Carey Price had started the last couple. I think they just want to give Jake Allen some a little bit of run. Fair enough. It's definitely a winnable game here. The five-on-five five matchups, uh, I mean, I don't know how Montreal doesn't run them over at five-on-five, five, but uh, we see weird things happen in NHL games all the time. So, you know, Vancouver could dominate here. They've still got some quality players – uh, some new lines that I'm seeing. So Deneau, back with Tatar and Gallagher, that's your first line. Uh, Kanyemi with Druen and Josh Anderson as your second line, third line, whatever you want to call it. And then Suzuki with Toffoli still, and then Yoel Armia. Um, so you've got easily three playable lines on the Montreal side. Horvat was with Besser and Hoglander last game. I haven't seen news about Vancouver. Did they skate this morning? Are these lines confirmed from what they did? Today? I haven't. I haven't seen anything yet. But I have. I also have Miller, Horvat, or Miller, Vertanen, and Gaudet. And then and, and then. Oh yeah, yeah. Horvat, okay. Besser, and Hoglander. Okay, I'm seeing VC with uh, Miller and Vertanen, but either way, um, could be like things are going to be shook up. I think for Vancouver. This is a seven Eastern game. So at least we'll know somewhat uh, how they're going to start. And then after that, it's kind of up to us, but Montreal, what are you doing with them here? 3.4 implied total. 
So the first thing that jumped out to me was old Montreal one com- coming back together. Um, that indicates to me that they're going to use that old Montreal one as the shutdown line, right? So um, I expect that Montreal one line um, tonight, you know, Tatar, Gallagher, uh, and Dano to go into the Horvat, Besser, and Hoglander line. And realistically, that's the only line um, Vancouver can put together that can really put up a fight at five on five. Like once you get down beyond that, uh, Montreal should be able to just have their way um, at five on five with Vancouver. So like, it's, it's really, it's hard for me to have like a strong lean on any of the Montreal lines, right? Because two of the guys on the second line are, are on power play one, two of the guys on the third line are on power play one. Um, these are relatively new lines like Nick Suzuki and Joel Armia really haven't played a ton together this year. Um, or Nick and like Nick Suzuki, Joel Armia, and Tyler Toffoli haven't played a ton together. Um, Kakinami, Joanne, and like Kakinami and Suzuki had typically been switched. Um, so like these are somewhat new lines, but um, Kakinami, Joanne, and Anderson is really what's catching my eye here. One, because they're going to go up against the third and fourth lines from Vancouver, and like there's just nothing there. We're talking Brandon Sutter, Jace Harlock, like there's just there's nothing. So like Kakaniemi uh, and, and Anderson, like Kakaniemi is just going to roll over um, that line. He, you know, he protects the puck so well in the zone. And we talk about shot assists all the, all the time. Like a reminder that like, Kakaniemi is great um, with shot assists. That's finding teammates for shots in the offensive zone. He's he's was one of the best in hockey through his first uh, couple seasons um playing with josh and josh anderson is only going to reap the rewards from that so i'm doing a lot of you know montreal three plus weber uh Joanne anderson plus weber montreal three plus petrie i'm just really in on montreal three here tonight uh but if you want to play uh montreal two suzuki armia to foley i have no problem with that either my only my only thing is like i don't think suzuki is is playing as well right now as he was you know, six weeks ago. I think his best hockey was in the first two or three weeks of the season. And Kakaniemi, I think, has kind of taken him over on the depth chart a little bit. I think that's why you see Kakaniemi moved up into where Suzuki's spot was um, with Drew and Anderson is because I think Kakaniemi has kind of passed him on the depth chart, at least temporarily. So um, that's kind of why I'm in more on the Montreal side. I've got nothing. I've got no interest in Vancouver here. I think my one interest with the Canucks uh, would be some sort of power play stack, especially with Tyler Mott in the lineup now. Like Tyler Mott should be on the top power play unit. He's cheap down at 3,800. So you can do like a Horvat, uh, Besser, Mott, Hughes line for, you know, under 20K. You can get a four-man Vancouver stack for under 20K. So um, I'm pretty I'm pretty much out on Vancouver, but if, if I were in, it would be to take advantage of Montreal and all their penalties. Cause these are two teams. These are the two uh, most penalized teams in the NHL, right? Like Montreal's number one and Vancouver's number two. So there should be a lot of power plays here tonight. So I wouldn't begrudge anybody for, for wanting to stack Vancouver. I'm just out on them. Um, like no, no Patterson and no Pearson. I think like this is a team that can afford to lose any other forwards. They just don't have the depth. So we got Nick Dowd. I, I wasn't with you there, but, you know, Tyler Mott, I've got a uh, soft spot in my heart for uh, him. I think I – was that this season? I think I banked yeah. a showdown with – Yeah, like he, had, he, had a, he had a monster game earlier in the year. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. a one-gamer, uh, and I ended up with a bunch of uh, – anyways, I, I'm with you on the Mott, uh, rightfully getting his 
power play one spot here. Um, but if you wanted to go to Vancouver power play, that's fine. Uh, I think that's going to be the way that they generate three, four goals here if they do, just because Montreal cannot stay out of the penalty box. Now, Vancouver can't either, so I much prefer Montreal, but ownership being uh, a big part of you know how I make lineups, trying to avoid the hefty ownership. I will get to some like Miller, Vertanen, Horvat stacks with Quinn Hughes type of thing. Like I'll have some kind of funky stacks for Vancouver, trying to get two to three forwards on the top power play with, with Hughes. So that's how I, I like to attack Vancouver in MME spots. In Mon- for Montreal, uh, you mentioned like they just – it's hard to get a read on them from game to game when they've got their lines spread out. It feels like they're all kind of the same or all priced appropriately, all owned uh, at a spot where I'm comfortable playing them. Um, I was getting too uh, close to the field – actually, right around the field on Montreal 1 – so I'll have a bunch of them. I think to uh, is going to be left off a bunch and you'll see a lot of Tatar Gallagher. And I've got no problem with that. Those are going to be the guys that score the goals most likely if Montreal one has a big game. Um, and then I think I'm going to have a lot of like five and six man Montreal stacks as well. So I'm going to be running some three twos tonight. And usually, you know, you get three from one team, you know, your full stack and then your two man from another team. But I think you can reasonably go three-man uh, uh, Montreal one with two-man Suzuki to Foley and then Weber or Petrie and do basically a Josh stack like that. So I think I'll end up on those, not even trying to end up on them because I think it's an awesome spot for Montreal. So I'm in on all three lines. For my exposures right now, I'm, I think I'm going to have the most of the Deneau line, then the second most of Suzuki, and then the third most of your line. So – uh, you're a big Kupka and the Emmy guy. Yeah, I am. And we seem to be on the opposite side of a few games here mm-hmm. today. Yeah, we were in sync. What was that? Yeah, yesterday. I feel like we were on all the same stuff. So we're we're a little bit different. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll come around to your side a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm at like seven eight percent of uh, Montreal the the Kupka and the Emmy line. So it's not like I'm leaving them out. But I just, I can't be like, yeah, slam 35% of Montreal one or Montreal three. Like I think any of these lines can go off, which makes Montreal a little bit difficult to navigate. The thing for me is like, I think people view Suzuki as the superior center, like whether he is or not, like, I'm not going to argue with that, but like fantasy wise, um, they have the identical shot rate and uh, Suzuki has two more assists on the season. Like they've been like, they've been very similar players. So like, I like going after Kakaniemi because he's, I've, I view him as good, if not better fantasy wise right now um, than Suzuki. And he's going to come into lower ownership. Fair enough. I, I can't really dispute anything. I just, I just know I want Montreal skaters in a lot of my lineups tonight. Yeah. Um, anything else on the blue line, Edler Schmidt, uh, Hamannick, those are pretty much all the same to me. Uh, they're all priced close enough to each other. I, I think right now I have the most Hamannick for 40, what is he, 4,300. So yeah, do it that way, you will. Yeah, I think Edler would be the guy I go back to. Like he's, he's the only reason I wasn't playing Edler earlier was because he was playing 18, 19 minutes a game. Now that he's regularly like 22 to 24 minutes, I have no problem playing him. Um, that's probably going to be my only exposure. 
uh, like that I'm going to bring up goalies. Thatcher Demko has got to be one of our favorites on the night, yeah. doesn't he? One offing, well, one offing and correlation play. Yeah. They're playing Vancouver. Uh, you got to hope for they get like at least three goals probably here. And then he's got the best chance by far to get the 35 save bonus. So, yeah, like is, is he going to end up chalk? Do you think we're showing him as pretty heavy like, chalk right now? Yeah, I, we have him at 30% of that though, enough. Like, I don't think enough people probably use projections or like run simulations to where he's going to get to 30%. He might in higher stakes stuff, but I think in the MME tournaments, I think it'll be more like 15 ish. Yeah, I agree with that. Just because I find a lot of people, I don't know. I don't want to say a lot of people don't. I find that people correlate goalies quite a bit, right? Like, and I don't think there'll be enough straight up Vancouver ownership to justify correlating with 30, 30% Demco. So, yeah. All right. A couple more games, but just want to mention that we do have free premium content for today. NHL top stacks are unlocked for today only. So go check those out. Nightbot will hit you up in the, with the link in uh, just a minute here. NBA projections also for free. We've got a bunch of NBA uh, shows coming on after this. If you're playing NBA in between all the March madness and the drinking and the eating and uh, what everyone does during March madness, uh, NBA projections uh, are free. And then the UFC top fighter tool uh, again is going to be free today. If you want to join our March madness package, 29 99, that includes all college basketball games through the rest of the season. So you're going to be covered through the rest of the season. If you want to play showdowns or, uh, main slate or late slate. They've got a ton of different slates, actually some pretty good money to be made. So $29.99 get access to premium Slack. And then I uh, just want to mention as well, we've got live before locks that start at 11 a.m. Eastern. Then Matt, uh, those guys will break down what you need to know to compete in these college basketball DFS tournaments. And I'm sure they're going to have some betting as well. I didn't catch the one from today, but I heard some very good reviews. I'll have to tune in tomorrow morning and check that one out. Use the projections and uh, the Jensen lineups try to uh, to donk a bank here. All right, let's go to St. Louis and San Jose. 3.2 implied total for the Blues. 2.8 for the Sharks. Bennington against Marty Jones. Jaden Schwartz expected to return for the Blues tonight. And he said he's playing with Shen and Tarasenko. So that's what I've got right now. Problem is, well, problem or uh, the good thing is, depending on how you look at it, Schwartz is 2500 bucks on DK. Tarasenko is still probably underpriced, 5,400, Shen 5,600. That line is way too cheap for the caliber of players that they are for, you know, their history together. Um, they've been really good playing together for a number of years. And the Blues are almost fully healthy, still missing Pareko, though. I guess, you know, do you, do you believe in this St. Louis chalk here? Are you going to the other side? So it's kind of a tough situation because – like you said, I think they're going to be pretty chalky, that Jaden Schwartz line. Um, we have them, I think, at 8% on the latest ownership run. I imagine that comes up a little bit. Um, and they do have success together from 2018 through 2020, 2.7 expected goals for 1.9 expected goals against 58.5 uh, expected goals share. Like this has been a really good line together. Um, Schwartz, we should note, has been out a long time. We don't know exactly how up to speed he is. But, like, if this were in the middle of a normal season and all three guys were healthy and playing like they normally had, this is probably an 18K line plus on DraftKings, right? Like, these guys 
um, are way underpriced and should probably be owned. And what makes them appealing for me here tonight, especially is going into San Jose. <laughs> like not only is it Martin Jones night, um, but San Jose will probably run out uh, Couture up against Ryan O'Reilly. And that'll leave Shen and Schwartz and Tarasenko up against the second and third lines from San Jose. And I think that's a good matchup for them. What uh, fantasy players are going to have to decide is whether they want to play what I think is going to be a chalk game Schwartz. Like, uh, like I, it's, he's almost like a free square. Like he's a $6,000 player probably when, when he's healthy and going or like 5,500 or something like that. He's left in less than half his normal price. Like anybody with a projection machine, this, this line is going to be at the top of the list. So um, it's really hard for me. Like, I am using them, and I, but I think this is a case where you either fade or you go heavy. Like, I don't think I would just come in on the field uh, on Jaden Schwartz. Like, we talk about how um, – and, like, I say that in hopes that Schwartz comes in, like, 20 to 30% or something like that. Because you and I talked a couple shows ago how if there's a cheap chalk and that cheap chalk goes off, you can just close your laptop, right? Like, it's pretty much night over. So that's that's the decision that that Fanny Z owners are going to have to make here tonight, and that's why I'm going to go heavy on him because, like, it for me, like I would, like I said, I wouldn't just come in on the field. It would just be coming in super light or none, or going very heavy. And I'm just going to decide to go very heavy because I think this is a good matchup uh, against the San Jose second line, and like I talked about, uh, St. Louis's line numbers going back a couple of years, they've just been fantastic. And not only that. Uh, San Jose does take their fair share of penalties as well. I mean, St. Louis does too. So let's, you know, let's not get it twisted there, but San Jose is number three for time shorthanded this year. Um, no better way for Jaden Schwartz to get acclimated back than back on the power play. So I'm in on St. Louis too. Uh, one thing I want to note too, is that should something happen, like we're not expecting it. We're expecting Jaden Schwartz to play he should be in the lineup. Should something late happen just in case that he's not playing San Jose two is virtually the same price. So, you know, if there's something crazy that happens in the last second, some injury crops up where you can't play San Jose two is probably my pivot away. Uh, but I do like San Jose one, like I, st- like Jane Schwartz coming back, doesn't make the top line any better. Um, and there's still no Col- Colton Pareko and that San Jose top line is still great. And St. Louis still takes penalties and St. Louis still doesn't have a good penalty kill. So I'm going in on that San Jose top line. What kind of caught my eye, though, was their ownership. I thought their ownership would be a little bit lower than it is. Uh, we had them at 12% on our last run. Um, that's not too, too bad for for, for a five-game slate, uh, fully correlated top line. I just wish it was a little bit lower, but I'm fine with that. I'm going back in. So San Jose 1, St. Louis 2 for me. I am right there with you on both uh, accounts there. So San Jose – or I'm sorry, St. Louis 2 um, – mentioned cheap chalk, close the laptop. You can see how that happens very quickly here. And I like what you said about San Jose too. Now, I don't think it's a great spot for them, but I think it's a spot where you can at least start off with a ton of St. Louis too. And then based on how your lineups are doing, uh, if if some team is just going nuts in the first, uh, the first three games at lock right at seven Eastern, if uh, Toronto goes nuts, uh, and you don't have like the stone cold nut four man or five man, whatever it is, then you could swap your St. Louis two to San Jose two for a little bit lower ownership. So I, I like at least starting off with a ton of St. Louis uh, two and uh, kind of going from there 
potential late swap opportunities uh, for sure, based on the difference in ownership between the two second lines. Uh, and then San Jose won. Um, yeah, just reasonable ownership on them. I, I mentioned, I misspoke. Top Stacks, I said it was free. It's not today. Uh, but since I messed up, I will give you guys uh, Saint, uh, San Jose 2's uh, ownership share, 12.4% right now on DK. San Jose 1. Uh, yes, San Jose 1. Wow. I'm getting San Jose, St. Louis mixed up. I'm getting 1 and 2 mixed up. San Jose 1, Kane, Couture, Kevin LeBanc, 12.4% ownership share. 16% top two stack percentage. So yes, they're a little bit high owned, but not over owned. So like to see that um, good five on five numbers against O'Reilly, Perron and Sanford. Now that's a line that tries to slow things down, but being on home ice, I give the edge to uh, the, uh, the Sharks top line here. So I like them. I think you can five man power play stack the Sharks. I just don't like that Carlson's on the top power play and not Burns. So um, that makes it a little bit difficult. You could, you could play Burns probably with uh, San Jose one, but he's not going to at least start with the power play time with them, which is a little bit frustrating. goes a little bit better with uh, San Jose two. Did you talk about the third line? I was confirming yeah, I, about ownership. Yeah, I do like that St. Louis third line. They're one of my favorite lines to put in with like super expensive Washington. Um, Cairo Hoffman, uh and Tyler Bozak Bo- Bozak was back last game Hoffman and Kyrou are down there on the third line now that's a great lo- matchup against the San Jose third line um shouldn't be much ownership on them so I do like that St. Louis third line as a filler yeah so just to recap where I'm at uh St. Louis two uh it's chalk but it's good chalk I think uh you can always swap to San Jose two if you're trying to make up some ground on the field with a little ownership pivot San Jose one agree with the ownership. I think they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in the mix for a top five stack for me, for sure. If they come in third, I'll feel good about it. If they come in sixth, I'll feel fine about it as well. But I think they are, if not a priority, they're right on the edge of that. Krug, uh, Falk, Dunn, uh, any of those guys that you want to mention? Krug for me, I, I think still just a add on with St. Louis one or St. Louis two. Yeah. Crew would go in my correlated stacks. Falk is playing a ton of minutes. So I, like, I have no problem with Falk as a one-off. If you want to use them, I have them as a one-off here tonight. All right. I think I agree with you there before we get to the last game of the night. If you guys could, I haven't asked for subscriptions for a while. Uh, but if you do like what we do and you want to help support us for no cost to you and you'll get notified when we go live, hit the notification bell. Um, you'll know when we've got March Madness streams, uh, NHL streams, NBA. We've got three hours coming up uh, a little bit later on this exact channel. So, well, you got the games on. Subscribe to the channel. You don't want to miss out uh, during all the festivities. You got to make sure you tune into the deeper dive and the live before lock and the tip-off show, as well as the NHL strategy show. 3.1 applied total for the Knights, 2.5 for the Kings. Marc-Andre Fleury, question mark? Uh, Robin Leonard, I don't know if he's ready. I haven't seen an update since we started the show. Probably going to be Calvin Peterson, Cal Peterson, some might call him. 6,700 for him. May see some decent volume here. You like him as a goalie, I believe. Uh, 2.5 implied total for the Kings. Uh, Dustin Brown back for the Kings, or at least expected to be. Um, We got some question marks on Jeff Carter, though. You want to just take this game wherever you'd like? Yeah, just... Like Jeff Carter had been playing on the second line for Los Angeles with Gabe Velarde uh, and Andreas Athanasiu. Um, in practice yesterday, I was just made aware of this by the guy that does our lineup matching, Adam Daly. 
Um, they had Carter basically skating with the third and fourth liners in practice yesterday. Uh, and they had um, the top, the second line of Kempe, Valerity, uh, and Athanasiu. So Kempe, where he had been on the third line and Carter on the second, um, it looks like Kempe is just going to stay on the second line with, with Dustin Brown back. Um, it doesn't really change a lot for me because I wasn't in on Los Angeles two tonight anyway. So like that doesn't change much for me there. It doesn't really change much for me uh, matchup wise with Vegas two either because Vegas two uh, is just a really good line. And whether it's Adrian Kempe or Jeff Carter, like it, it wouldn't get me away from Vegas two on a five game slate, like Kempe or Carter that that's, you know, it's not going to make or break me. Honestly, I'm in on Los Angeles one here tonight. Um, with Cody, like, like Chandler Stevenson might be playing tonight, but if he's not, Cody Glass is on that top line. We talked about um, how he's dragging down that line uh, with Stone Patch ready. Like, they're at fifty percent expected goal share with 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 Cody Glass as their center. That is not good for that line. That is bad for that line. Um, and I think people are going to be off of LA one here tonight, uh, given the matchup. So I really like Kopitar Brown. I follow. Uh, Dowdy here tonight especially like I know that the Golden Knights have a good penalty kill but the Kings are drawing I think the third most yeah the third most power plays uh, per game in the league so um, you know I really uh, you know Dustin Brownback I don't think a lot of people are going to be on him he's not even in our in our ownership right now we have Anze Kovatar under two percent on a five game slate at home like I don't care the matchup whenever Anze Kovatar is two percent at home on a five game slate I'm playing him so like Regardless of the matchup, I was going to play Anze Kopitar tonight with Cody Glass on that top line. It just makes me like it even more. So um, I'm in on VGK too as a filler, even though I know they're going to be popular. I think I I think I can craft my lineups to get a little bit different. Um, but for me, this game's mostly about Los Angeles one um, with a little bit of Doughty on the blue line. Uh, get your hat trick pick ready. I'm just going to quick talk about where I'm at for this one, and then we'll do our hat tricks and then hop on out of here so you guys can watch NBA. Um, I'm really in on Vegas too. In fact, I think I like them a little bit more than St. Louis too, which is saying a lot. So I think those are my two of my favorite lines and the pricing is just kind of the cherry on top. They're probably going to pull some ownership off of each other. I'm not saying you have to play them together because you might not be able to fill out the salary if you do that. But uh, if you want two really expensive defensemen, you could do that uh with Vegas two and St. Louis two. Stevenson and Alex Tuck are both question marks. I you're kind of it's kind of up to you about what you want to do. If you want to start with Stevenson in and then swap down to glass, the price difference is a little steep. And this is the last game uh, on the night. There's not other games that lock here. So uh you're kind of hung out to dry if you do start with Stevenson and it ends up being glass. And that's probably a downgrade to the line as much as I joke about Chandler Stevenson in the Slack chat. So uh, if LA two is actually going to be this low owned, even if they're going to be 5%, I think it makes for a, yeah. a play. I want to be overweight on. I'm at 8% right now when they're at around two. Um, I feel pretty good about that. I'm not allocating a ton of my lineups to them, but I think they're better than a 2% play here or a 5% play. Yeah, I agree. I only, I may, I'm making 20 lineups. I have them in two, two out of 20, but that's probably going to put me at least, you know, three X on the field. And that I feel good about that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, defenseman and then hat trick pick for you uh defenseman i'm actually playing a fair amount of alec 
Martinez tonight. I think people are either going to play Theodore in their expensive lineups or dump down to Dylan Coughlin to save money. And I think that kind of puts Martinez in no man's land. Uh, and he's playing more minutes than Theodore is lately. So um, I like Alec Martinez on Los Angeles. It's for me, it's just Dowdy correlating my LA lineups uh, or, and then nothing. Uh, hat trick pick for tonight. Going, I can't believe I'm saying this. My my Leaf fan friends are going to drill me for it, but I'm going to say John Tavares. Nice. That'll be uh, one of his first big games on the season, if that's the case. I, I'll be rooting for that one. I will take uh, I'll take Jonathan Marcheseau in the same game, and I love the call on Alec Martinez. I'm all over him if he's going to be uh, like that big of a difference in ownership between Theodore. So, uh, mostly because I'm going to a lot of Vegas, too. He correlates with them on the power play, but I like both of those guys a ton as one-offs. Those are my two highest owned defensemen right now. So like Vegas, specifically the second line, if you want to play the first, I have no problem ever getting the stone and patch ready or power play stacking it. There's uh, quite a few ways to go. Anything else before we head on out of here? No, just uh, good luck and have a, enjoy the March madness this weekend. Yeah. Enjoy uh, all the festivities this weekend sub to the channel uh go check out jock market promo code awesomeo 20 if you want 20 bucks in your deposit bonus on your first deposit it's free money might as well go check out jock market play some daily fantasy stocks we'll call it uh good luck tonight everybody and cliffy and josh will break it down for you guys tomorrow